By being racing driver means you are racing with other people. And if you no longer go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver. So yeah, we're up and rolling. Cool. Long it's, time later. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because uh, just when you sent me that, I was like, well, you were the first person I ever spoke to when I got into iRacing. Really? Yeah, because Steve, I spoke, I spoke to Steve online and he's like, yeah, join this and join that and jump in. And you were the first person in there and we tried to join into a V8 race and I couldn't get in. And you were the first uh, person. And then you were the first person I did the, the enduro with. We finished third. That's right. At, at yeah. Bathurst. And then, yeah, and that was with, was it CRM or CMR? Or? Uh, CMR, yeah, that original team, yeah, Chris Moretta race. And that was a big, actually quite a big team. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit. Of, it was good fun. We like I learned a bit. Of, I learned a bit about um, stuff being on that team. But yeah, I was kind of in some ways. I kind of miss those days. Like, but um, but yeah, it's still doing the special events and stuff. Um, sort of, I got enough dudes to to fill a car. Yeah, cool. um, so we're doing Daytona and stuff. But yeah, you were saying before you sort of still been keeping an eye on me. <laughs> yeah, well, look, you you did the you started the 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 older racing leagues and stuff and. Like I, I think I tried to do the, the skips for a little while. God, I'm rubbish in the things. Oh and, yeah, uh, that's right. And then just watching you sort of go from there into the the TCRs type stuff, and then from there, just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm like, good on you, man. And that's great because yeah, it that was well. It's amazing how quickly time passes because it's been a couple of years already. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, I wanted what I wanted to talk to you about, man, was like I sort of um been thinking about because a big part of Aussie car really what I what I want to do is put more people in real race cars because the sim racing's good, right? Don't get me wrong, but and I know you're gonna know exactly what I mean when I say this. It's not the same as being at the track. No, no, it's not. A, a lot of ways it's better, <laughs> and a lot of ways it's a lot worse. Yeah, you know? and I find there's a lot of misinformation about there about even guys like getting into motor racing and, you know, I've sort of been in and out of motor racing all my life and done a few different things. So I thought um, two things I want to do is like, yeah, put more people into actual real race cars and that's why we gave away the, I don't know if you saw, but yeah, Wilco and Callum, so they won through Aussie car, they won laps at Eastern Creek in a Formula Ford. Awesome. Um, Ten laps and... Um, yeah, you know, I sort of want to do more of that, and I've been thinking, you know, because like I said, there's a bit, of, a lot of bad advice I hear people saying, oh, you know, quoting prices and numbers and shit. So I thought I'm going to do a, like a small series podcast, actually talking about, you know, most entry level motorsports, so karting, um, probably speedway, and then like excels and a couple of other things. And I thought mm-hmm. I know someone I can talk to about excels. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I thought I'd, I thought I'd get you to like give us a bit of a bit of a rundown because there's nothing you know you can talk to people but there's no substitute for talking to someone who's actually been there and done it so yeah that's kind of what i wanted to ask you about so yeah it was sort of um you know if you could give us a rough sort of like idea on you know uh, tell me a little bit actually about how you got into excels and then obviously i've got a few like sort of questions here i'll just ask you specifically like cars tires maintenance all that but yeah yeah tell us a little bit about um the xls because you're you're based in queensland and it's a pretty good scene up there eh? yeah yeah so this is where it all started with the xls yeah track attack started about well i don't think track attack started about 12 years ago but the there was a bunch of guys who got xls and they were all just going out to practice these 
and they kept getting in trouble. There was like seven or eight of them, and they kept getting in trouble from the practice, from the event organiser, because they kept yeah. racing. And they kept saying, no, it's practice, stop racing. And then um, Brett Peters from Peters Motorsport approached them and said, I'll, I'll start an actual XL category if you want to race. So they did, and it just sort of started from there, and it took off. Uh, yeah. So when I, I got into that, the reason I got into it, I was actually, obviously I'm Scottish, and uh, my father raced in Scotland. He was quite successful, and I never got the opportunity. And I always wanted to, but I just I could never afford to do it in Scotland. And then when I came here, I was making good money, and the opportunity came up to to look at getting into a car. So I started looking, and the only thing I could really see was Formula V. So I, I went to the track to watch Formula V, and the XLs were there. And I thought, oh, what's this all about? Um, and from there, I basically started doing my own research, which is the worst thing you can do if you want to get into XL racing, to be fair. So, yeah, I, I, I bought a car that we, that had a, a cage already in it, and it was probably about 80% complete, so I bought that car. It still took me a good probably a year to get that thing up to scratch. Um, I think off the top of my head, that car cost me a about 8,000 all in to get it race ready. Now, that was in 2017. Yep. Um, that includes a, a sealed engine that had been rebuilt. Um, and like at this, at this stage, I knew nothing about these cars, not a thing. And I just sort of got lucky and, yeah, I got a set, of, I got a set up put on by a friend who offered me some help. Just completely out of the blue, a guy who I know I'm now really close friends with, but at the time, um, he actually was buying another XL off me because I was trying to buy them and sell them and make a little bit of money. And he said, "Look, bring it up and I'll I'll have a look over your car for you." And I said, "Yeah, I've done it all myself. It should be good." And yeah, so I took <laughs> it to him, and and he said he spent eight hours. Him and another mechanic spent eight hours on it, making it safe. He says because it was an absolute <laughs> mess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, making it safe, he put a setup on it, and. My first year racing, I finished 11th or 12th out of 58 cars overall, and I won the Rookie of the Year Championship. Yeah, nice. I was, like, buzzing. And at this point, yeah. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I, I know what I'm doing. I can I'm going to sell this car, and I'm going to build my own. So I started again, built my own. Uh, I built it very cheap, like the cheapest build you'll ever hear of. I'm not going to say the actual price because it's ridiculous. And I was about six seconds a lap slower than what I'd been in my previous car. Wow. I was like, wow, I know nothing what I'm doing. And since then, because I've still got that car and I have spent probably about 14 grand getting it up to middle to front now. Yeah. Yeah, so it just shows you that you think you're learning, but there is... Yeah. Don't try and do it yourself. That it's going to cost you more money. Yeah, especially at the start too. I, I, you know, when guys are getting into, I try to sort of tell them like, go buy the best car you can, because everybody has the same idea. Don't worry. And I've bought apples from that cart before. You know. Yeah. I'll, I'll have a speedway. I'll buy a midget. I'll build it up. Like, yeah, you better. What do you reckon, people? Would you agree with that advice? You better off just get the best car you can at the start. Oh, like. People who don't understand it, right? They, they look at it and they see what XLs are meant to be. <clears throat> and XLs are meant to be single make, 
controlled series for entry level, right? Yeah. But the amount that's been learned over the last 10 to 12 years in this class yeah. is phenomenal, man. So if you can take a Hyundai XL engine to an engine builder, a race engine builder, and they'll build you an engine that is 10 horsepower slower than what what an XL race, race engine builder will build you. Because okay. they don't know, they've not they've not done it. So you, there's people who specialise in, in yeah. engines like uh, Scott's Rods, um, Josh from IRP, Troy Perrins, uh, Adam Macro, Mitch, Mitch's Garage in South Australia. Like, so all these guys, they all specialise in XLs and they know all the tricks of the trade. So you could go and spend eight grand getting your engine built by a really reputable race engine builder and it will yeah. be slow as slow can be. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's all these little tricks of the trade that you don't learn yeah. when you're first getting into it. So Yeah, well, one thing I, another thing I tell guys too, right, is I say, look, and and not being a smart ass, but most of them, you know, I'm not I'm not like a constant, you know, winner or anything. But you know, I generally most of the stuff I've done, I've managed to like work my way to the front somehow. And yeah. I tell people, right, when you get into a class, just go to the people who are the experts, the people, the quickest guys, the guys that have been doing it for a long time. Copy what they're doing. Don't try and fucking reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Just copy what they're doing and then break down every part of that process and see if you can improve that by even 1% or 2%. Oh, but, but, but you're starting at a, at a much higher baseline because, yeah. yeah, what you just said, yeah. you can go like, you know, go and think you're doing the right thing and throw a lot of money at yeah. it. And the reality is like, yeah, you don't. So, you know, there's a reason why those guys are quick. There's a reason why, you know, Macro and those guys are at the front. That's right. Now, the one of the key things that you'll learn is people come in, and I see it happen all the time, they come in and they spend a fortune on an engine and the car is not set up worth a shit and they are slow yeah. as slow can be and they get really frustrated and they're saying, I've spent all this money and I'm still at the back and I'm not happy and I'm getting out of it. And that's, that's like another thing about buying a car that's, not developed because like realistically you can but you can build one of these cars to a relatively good competitive state for about 15 grand right yeah with all the stuff on them that is is there to make it go really quick but if you don't know how to develop it to make it quick yeah you're still you're not going to be near the front and that is the yep. fact that it doesn't matter how good a driver you are when you've only got let's say 90 horsepower if you've only got 90 horsepower and the guy in front of you who is maybe not as good a driver as you but can still drive and they've got mm. 95 horsepower you know that's 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 six percent of a difference you're not going to drive six percent yeah you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah exactly yeah uh, and when you say develop the car you sort of talking about like uh obviously setup and so what does yeah. that come down to like shock packages so there's oh. a controlled shock package uh, by super shock and they are a phenomenal a really good deal, uh, a really good package. They're about, I think they're $2,300, and they send you everything. You put them on the car, and if you will, firstly, there's a couple of different series. So there's Motorsport Australia, and they have a controlled shock package and a controlled tyre, and near enough everything else is open. There are rules, there are regs. You can go into any any computer and just type in X3, X, Hyundai XL, X3 Racing, and... Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, Western Australia, wherever you want, and you'll get something pop up from Motorsport Australia, and in there there'll be all the regulations and the rules about what you can and can't do. 
yeah. and what you need to do to get the car safety race. Um, that that's a great place to have a start and a look if you're coming into XLs. Um, in Queensland, we've got two series. We've got well, actually now we've got three actually. Um, wow. So we've got Track Attack who are going to be running AASA. We've got Motorsport Australia who run Motorsport Australia, and there's another one starting at Lakeside, which will be entry level motorsport, which is basically just under racers licensing. There won't really be any sort of controls around about that. So I guess it's what you want to do and where you want to go. Now, if you're going to get into motorsport and, and you don't really know about what you want to do and how you want to do it, there's a lot of really excellent entry-level endurance events that you can buy into as an arrive and drive package. Things like motorsport events, lemons, um, what's the other ones? Yeah, we've um, got them over here. I've actually yeah. inquired because um, Lux Performance runs a few cars, so I got a quote off them because at some point in time I was thinking about, yeah, doing something, one of the 24 hours or something. And, yeah. Um, so yeah, and I think they quoted me drive and drive, like I want to say about a grand, fifteen hundred. Yes. Which I actually thought was pretty reasonable because um, when you can when you break it down to how many laps you get, like yeah, it's yeah. it's actually it's, pretty cheap. Your seat time is immense when you take into account that these cars they all run race brake pads, which will be four hundred dollars anyway. They need a new set of bearings and rotors for every every meeting. They need tires, a couple of sets of tires, which will probably need to be semi slick tires. So, you know, you're talking, like the people who run them, very few people will ever run them at, at a profit. Everybody almost runs it just for the entry fee. Yeah. You know, so, like, I've, I've got a car and you and I can have a talk about, like, if someone wins in Queensland, putting them into my car for a, for a practice day or something, I'm happy to do that for you. Yeah, okay. Um, so I've got two cars now, um, and one of them was for that sort of idea of doing Enduros. Yep. Um, but looking at the prices, like, I'm probably... Probably looking at about three and a half to four thousand dollars for an entry fee for a six six hour race, right? Yep. And then well, a six and that covers insurance uh, and everything, yeah. Sorry, four thousand. Well, there won't be any insurance because you can't get insurance at the track, right? So, you've oh, got four, okay. So, you're talking about four thousand dollars will be the bare minimum package to get yourself in the car, right? You'll need six, you'll need six drivers, right? So, you break that down, but then you add on to it all the running gear and yep. all the other stuff that you need. So, your fuel, your tires. All that sort of stuff. So you're probably looking at about six thousand dollars to get twenty four hours divided by six on, on the track. That's still pretty right. good. Yeah. Yeah. Six and, and it is great fun. Like it is f- so much fun. You you just go out there. You run your laps. You go as fast as you can. It's basically you against the clock because there's so many different categories and you're just having fun. You're going as fast as you can in a race car. And yeah. It's it is awesome fun. And, but, and what uh, you said about the seat time—that's like a—that's a massive thing we should mention for those listening because it's something that people don't often take into consideration. And like I'll give you an example, like when I was running midgets at the speedway, like it was cool. But you know, if I go to Albany, right, I get three eight-lap heats and a twelve-lap feature. That's it. Yes. Yeah. And that's that. It's like it's fun because you're out there and you're going hell for leather, and because it's a short races you have to send it and that's yep. where that's where mistakes happen that's when the yes when more damage you, yeah you've got that sort of the red mist is in your eyes and you're just <laughs> focused on passing everyone and you become impulsive about overtakes and, and you don't predict it or set someone up whereas in, in the enduro type thing you've got a longer race you don't need to be as rash you can just pick them off you can take your time set them up pick them off at a time where you 
I've studied the driver in front of you to know he, he's slow in this corner and he's fast in that corner, so I want to get past him and get far enough ahead of him by that corner so that he doesn't get me back type of thing, you know? So you can plan all that yep. stuff. Um, but also, yeah, the, looking at the Hyundai XLs, going back to them for a minute, the like, I've raced against Brock Feeney, Declan Fraser, uh, who else? So Brock Feeney's obviously V8, Declan Fraser won the the Super, Super 2s, um, guys like Thomas Needham, who is now racing for, uh, I can't remember who he's racing for, but Thomas Needham, um, who else, Brody Kostecki, uh, Bush, uh, no Bush, uh, Morris, what's his, what's his name, Nash Morris, Nash. Yeah, yeah. Um, Paul Morris, as well, so like a lot of the guys who do in Norwell, which is one of our sort of driver education things up here, which is a phenomenal facility and seems to be all the good drivers coming out of Queensland come, seem to be coming through them. Um, Jared Hughes, who won, won the XLs, and he's going to be very big in the 86 season next year. And uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, a couple of other little boys that are just phenomenal, they're coming through that same. Yep. Uh, the same sort of scene. And but all of these guys they still have XLs. So yeah. so like the guys they're racing TA twos or super twos or eighty sixes, but they keep their XLs so they can still get the seat time. Yeah. yeah. So And I think that's really good advice what you've you've given there because um do go by, you know, leasing a car and doing an enduro or something, it's a good way for people to kinda dip their toe in the water without the full commitment of, you know, buying a car and you know, prepping it and trying to build one and all that sort of stuff. It's a really yeah. good way to for people to start. Yeah, mate, without a doubt. I I wish I had done it that way. Yeah. Um, purely because now the amount of money I've spent to learn what I've learned now and to make the connections and friends that I've got in the sport now, I could have done it far quicker and far cheaper by yeah. coming into the motorsport and entering yeah. it at a different level, you know? Yeah, we've all done that, but and that's part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast is to, you know, try and cut to the chase for people and give them the right advice. So, yeah. so yeah. So I want to sort of break down like some of the specific costs, if that's cool. So, yeah, go for it. Um, I'll go. So I just got a bunch of questions for you. I'll hit you. So, cars. So hit me like, what's a shit box? What's a front running car? Oh, it really depends where you are. South Australia, Victoria, South New South Wales. You're- you could pay up to fifty thousand for a car. Triple Eight were making them for fifty thousand. Yeah, I saw that. That's getting a but bit silly. They are, but people like Triple Eight are that motorsport is their business, so they cannot build a shitbox. You know, they have to build yeah, an exceptional yeah. car. You know, so yeah. and their yeah. cars were stunning. To be fair, they were stunning. Their, their work was phenomenal. Um, but you can still buy. A very competitive car for anything from seventeen grand upwards, I would say. You're looking once you start falling down below seventeen, don't you? Like, in fact, there's one for sale just now in Queensland for seventeen and a half grand, and it is an absolute missile. It's a beautiful car. Uh, The guy's selling it, and I don't know why he's selling it, but he must have a genuine reason because it's far too cheap for what it is. Uh, But he's selling it for seventeen and a half grand. Uh, I've got a mate selling a very good car for fifteen grand, which would be a middle of the pack car, potential to go forward, obviously. Um, and then you'll get cars. You 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 can still pick up cars that are have been built for a while, but don't meet the current spec. 
So, for instance, they don't have the current engine spec or shock package, and you can still pick them up for under for under eight grand. You know, you can get them for eight, maybe yep. six grand if you're lucky. If you really get on someone at the right time, yep. um, and that will get you a car to get you out there and get you playing, get you doing practice days, general practice, doing the sprint meetings. These are all great ways to get used to the car because when you get into an XL and you're racing it you have got potentially upwards of 45 cars who are all roughly the same pace, who are all entry-level drivers or idiots like me who are 40, 43 and <laughs> trying to try to like have a midlife crisis in some sort. But, <laughs> but you know, like, so all these people who are learning and try to enjoy themselves and have fun, so there's, there's a massive potential for damage and accidents and crashes to occur. Yeah, uh, and but going back to the value, because I, I want to ask you about the damage, but just going back to the value real quick, they hold their value pretty good, eh? Nowadays they are, yeah. And we've just started a new series over here by AASA, which is going to be the Australian National Series, I guess, is what they're trying to put it out as. We'll wait and see if how successful it is, but they've offered uh, TV rights. Uh, Seven Mate are going to be streaming these and... Wow, um, it's going to, or going to be on Seven Mate that Speed Hive, is it? It's called, and it'll be, on, yeah. it'll be on KO, and it will also be on the the Facebook or streamed live on Facebook, I think. Yeah, so, they're kind of like the modern day HQs, really. So you could you could kind yeah. of get a cheap car to start it, you know, run it for a year or two, and flip it for pretty much what you paid for it, eh? Oh, without a doubt, yeah. Look, yeah. You, you'll get you'll make more if if you develop the car and, and make it better, you'll make more out of it, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, without doubt. All right. So moving on to tyres, what's the uh, what's the geo? How long do they last? How much do they cost? Again, depends on how you use them. So there's two different sets of tyres that are getting used at the minute. So for Motorsport Australia, it is federal tyres. That's a, that's a control tyre. They yep. are if you go through your local club which you would need to be a member of to get them, you'll get a full set for $440. And potentially those tires can last you a full season. Yeah, that's it's, pretty good. So you think that's amazing. Now, the federal tires, what we've learned is that the, the first two or three rounds, until you get them grained down and get the, the get the top rubber off them, they're pretty slow. So okay. you, we what we do is we buff them and we get the, get the harder rubber off the top and get down into the soft, grippy stuff underneath which, yep. again, is a little bit more expensive, but they once you get down to the soft stuff, they wear down pretty quickly. So it depends where you are and, and what you're doing. So if you're going out in your first season to learn, you can spend 440 and as long as you don't get a puncture, they will last you. You can rotate them front to rear, and, and just, you know, you'll last them all season. But if you're running well, right at the very front, at the very, very pointy end, you're probably going to go through a set, probably a set of meeting or at least two new tyres of meeting. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and that's kind of the same as karting. You know, if you, they can last you all year, but if you're running at the front, you're going to want regular rubber. Yeah. So, yeah, and all right. So moving on to, um, well, yeah, you mentioned their damage. So, I mean, I know it's kind of a bit of a hard thing to sort of put a, you know, a price tag on, but, you know, what is the rough, you know, like uh, for the, you know, the average dude who's going to be, um, you know, banging around mid-pack, can, can you give us a rough idea of sort of, what kind of damage maintenance costs are? 
<laughs> it, it depends, mate. It's so. Depends. I know it's a bit of a dodgy yeah. question, but I just sort of ballpark because I mean I know like you get T-boned and that's probably the end of the chassis kind of thing. That's right. So it, again, it depends on you how you set up to start with. So you can buy a car with, and or you can buy a, a car and you can buy a bolt-in cage. Now, the bolt-in cages are incredibly safe, right? I want to say that to start with. AGI do them. I think they're about three grand. You bolt them in. If the car gets written off, you unbolt it and you put it in another another chassis, swap everything over, boom, you're good to go. Now, that chassis wouldn't be as stiff as a welded-in st- chassis, or at least that's what I've been told. And the harder, stiffer chassis are faster, apparently. Again, only what I've been told. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a really good, affordable way to go, especially if you're learning to go down the bolt-in route, because that way you can... If you have an accident, it's a really straightforward to swap over. Yeah, that makes sense. You're not yeah. writing off the whole car. That's it. So you, your investment's still there. So all you have to do is buy another chassis, swap the engine, gearbox, suspension, everything out of one into the other. You can do it in three or four days, and, yeah. and that's you ready to go out again. So okay. Um, and what about just general maintenance overall? Um. So let me think. So. Again, it, it depends on how you approach it and how you want to do it. Um, some of the guys who run at the very, very front, I know, will put on brand new brake pads almost every meeting. They'll run brand new tyres every meeting. And they take nothing to chance. Everything gets checked, double-checked, yeah. triple-checked. If they yeah. don't think this is running right, both it gets changed, and that's simple. Me, on the other hand, I will... Like I've got parts that I've stripped off of old cars and I keep them. So like if I my bottom ball joint goes or my wishbone or control arm goes, I use an old one that I've got secondhand that I've stripped off a car that I've bought, you know, and yeah. just scrapped it afterwards. So I'll, I'll do that. So there's, there's definitely ways you can do it affordable. I would say to run up here, to run the Motorsport Australia series last year, I probably spent oh, less than... 1500 on on that sort of stuff that's not bad that's pretty no, good uh, i wasn't involved in a lot of incidents mind you uh probably my worst season before that i ran track attack my worst season i probably would have spent two and a half grand doing things but yeah, okay. even that's I, not bad no it's not but i i never had the most like a wrap on the car that every time i got a damage i had to swap a panel and rewrap it or anything like that you know if i if i got damaged normally i would just hammer it straight as best I could and then at the end of the season I would try and fix it all at once. Yeah, so yeah. I was doing it on a very minimum affordable budget, you know, it but even at that I was still competitive, you know. Yeah, cool. And um so and then you mentioned um entries, like I know the entries for the twenty four hours and that can be a little bit more, but what about the regular racing? So for our meetings I think it's I think it's four hundred and fifty for the, the weekend. Um, with that, I'll get we'll get a qualifying. We'll get qualifying in two twelve-lap races plus a twenty-lap main race. Um, but with that as well, you also get all the added bonus. Well, I I, I get the added bonus because I'll I'll go up there and I'll camp, and I spend time with all the other people there camping. And we have a few beers and, and have yeah. a barbecue, and it's a great yeah. time, man. They're just brilliant people. Um, so I get that sort of added in, so I look forward to it. But I guess, I get it's not cheap 
but no motorsports are cheap, you know. You... No, and the other thing is, I mean, any sport, like if you're traveling away for a weekend or whatever, you're going to smash a couple of hundred bucks. I had a whole career like fishing, fishing tournaments, and man, I probably flew across the country 15 times, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, you kind of expect it. And actually, at this point, it's probably worth mentioning what you said there about the social aspect. I kind of want to um, tell listeners that one thing to remember about motor racing, right, is that um, it, 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 everybody wants to win, right? That's sure, but it's actually not really about winning. It is about participating. It's about having fun. And, you know, like that is the best part of, you know, you ask anyone who's done any kind of motorsport, it's the going away and it's actually the sitting around at the campfire at night and all those kinds of things that make it so enjoyable. You know, if you just yeah. rocked up to the track, did 10, you know, did a 10 lap heat and fucked off, there's no way it'd be as much fun. No, exactly. Exactly. And again, in, in Excels, it's an entry level course, entry level um, competition. So we're looking to get people in who are like me, trying to live their dream, or we've got young carters who are coming through who want to make the step up into cars. And yep. the whole point about it is like try and get these young kids who are coming into carts who are quite happy to bump into each other and bang into each other and stuff to give each other racing room. Because if you if you got right off an XL, fair enough, I'm going to be incredibly annoyed if it's my XL, but I'm going to it's still only going to be an XL. If you then progress through and you're in Super Three, Super Two. And you're wrecking cars left, right, and centre yeah. because you can't drive door to door with someone. You know this is a place to learn it, and even if you're running in twenty third place or fortieth place, you're still going to be in a group of about five or six other cars, where you're still going to learn that door to door racing, how to position a car, knowing when to back out of something and roll out of it, all this sort of stuff, which is vital. So even although you're not at the very front competing, you can still have some awesome racing, learn a lot of really great race craft meet some wonderful people yeah that's a good point to make like I, I i watch a lot of excel racing don't worry and it doesn't seem to matter like where you are you're racing someone <laughs> oh absolutely and it can be for sheep stations like even even right oh, at the yeah, back it's for sheep stations it's, and it's it's yeah. great fun especially when you give each other respect it's when you try and be a bit naughty that things go wrong yeah yeah and try to teach All that right. to the youngsters um and so other costs, um, so the other thing I've got on my list here is um, transport. So obviously you need a car trailer to transport them, yeah? Yeah. So that's not too bad, car trailer. I mean, I know some people go real fancy. And then um, um, testing, do you do many test days? Is uh, that look, a there's always, Yeah, there's always general practice happening round about. That's roughly about $200 for a full day plus oh, your fuel. Um, and you can just go out and just have fun and like, I yeah. keep a lot of old tyres just in case I'm doing that. And like I was saying, I've got a, another car that I've built. And, like, this car has cost me... I can't, I'm not even going to tell you because it's embarrassing. Right? But yeah. <laughs> no, that's I, right. <laughs> I built the car with stuff that I had left over from my race car. So as I've yeah. been developing my car, the stuff that's come off it, I've put onto this. And yeah. it's just slowly got up to speed. So once the cage that's went in... a good in way it, to do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the plan was always for this car to be an endurance car. Now, uh, like I say, I made, made a lot of friends through the series. And what I've done is, like one of them in particular, um, a really a really lovely guy and a lovely family, the Cashes, who are they're just fabulous, man. They're great people. So they gave me some stuff because they were upgrading and stuff that they no longer needed. And they were like, yeah, 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 there you go. You have it, man. 
if you can make money out it, sell it, and if not, then you know we don't care. There you go. Just just keep trying to keep me in the sport, and like the amount of people who have done that for me, it's just been remarkable. And because when I get to the track, I help everyone. Like I'm happy to get under the cars and get dirty and help do gearbox changes and what have you. So they gave me the stuff. So I've put all this stuff onto the car, and and now my second car, which hasn't cost me a lot of money, is actually just as quick as, as my race car. Wow. Yeah. yeah That's one phenomenal. thing about motorsports worth mentioning too. Like I found over the years, um, people are generally really willing to help you. And, you know, because everybody wants to see everybody going around. And like, especially when I was running like on the dirt speedway, like, you know, if something happens and you flip a car over or you hit the fence, the other drivers from your class will walk down and say like, what do you need? You know, yeah. yep. oh, I got this, I got that. Let's get the car. And you know, like I rolled, rolled, I flipped my midget at Albany one day, and literally, man, I've got photos of me standing back while six people were working on my car. Yeah, mate, that exact same thing happened at the Nationals for us at Morgan Park up in Queensland with a guy who he blew his engine. Uh, Begsy, he's he's well known, chubby one, but he's he's well known throughout the XL community. And he, he blew his engine up and oh, he was gutted because he was so, so keen to race in this final. And we uh, we went to the stewards and said, look, we've got an engine sitting, but it's not sealed. And they said, no, no, you're not doing it. You can't put an unsealed engine in at the Nationals. That's not on. So uh, we came out and this guy was walking down from us and he, he just, just took a sealed engine out of his car because it wasn't wow. fast enough. I think he was running 10th at the time. And he... He's like, yeah, I'm not happy with this. It's not fast enough. So I put my old engine back in it. And he says, what's that wrong with you? He says, I'll blow my engine up. He says, oh, you can have mine. <laughs> so wow. we, pushed, we pushed the car up and they took the engine and gearbox out, put the other engine and gearbox in and did a wheel alignment on it for him. And he made it out in the next heat. Wow. How long does that take to swap out a motor? Oh, look, I can do a, a gearbox change with the engine left in the car for, in about... 45 minutes in and out wow. uh, i can do a clutch That's change in a, in a bit an hour and if it's a straight engine gearbox out engine gearbox in you can do the full thing in an hour wow once That's you once wild. you know how you're doing it yeah once you know what you're wow. doing we, we do it at the track all the time like in the mountain i would have thought like overnight kind of thing no no we've wow, we've got that, it down that's a big man that's a, yeah that's awesome wow yeah. like i've been lying under cars with a gearbox on my chest lifting it up and getting it in, <laughs> back in yeah, yeah. And, and like we do it in between races so race one i've seen it so many times we'll come in after race one and someone will, won't have finished and we'll go what's wrong oh my clutch is gone i've got one there it's not new but do you want it yeah yeah please I'll go and get it and down and then i'm under the car we rip the gearbox out put, do what they're doing and then both back in and you know somebody's yeah, running awesome. around looking for gearbox oil and what have you it's just yeah it's you know, Such more... a good little class, really. Yeah, and so did, I've kind of got to the end of my list there. So is there any other any other costs? Like, I mean, I won't. We won't go into like safety gear because that's kind of standard. You need a helmet and fireproof yeah. suit, hands, and all that. But um, that's pretty standard for any motor race. But is there any anything else that's kind of specific to XLs that you can think of? Um, not particularly. I mean, what I would do is, MD who's thinking about it, get get onto Facebook and get joining some of the, the local communities round about where you are. Um, on YouTube, there's a couple of really good web um, videos of people building cars. There's Matty Hull, who does the, the Nugget Project. Um, have a look at that. That's a phenomenal series. He's done such a good job with that. 
Uh, there's Big Rig Racing, which is a guy who was in North Queensland who um, he goes through the process of building his car. And these guys are building them really well. Like they're doing a lot of research into it and talking to the right people before they make the videos. So that's really worth having a look at. Um, yeah, cool. I'll ch I'll chase those up and I'll put the links for those people listening. I'll put the links in the description. Yeah, I would I would advise that sort of stuff. Get into that. Um, yeah. And just have a look. Go and see races. Talk to the people in the pits. Get an idea about what sort of stuff's available in that area. Because people who who are in the racing community will know about cars and what has that's round about. Yep. Um, and what else? Yeah, yeah. Like just look at other things and ways of getting into a car and getting an idea about what to do first. And also, I want to point out something that i racing is really good for getting seat time. Yeah, like, like you mean practice training. Yeah. No, like just for racing. See, when you're in, in a race and you're racing really close with someone and you're giving them room and giving them space and you're trying to judge it all. And I know netcode happens here and there, but if you can do that and you learn when to back off because you don't want to get X's and what have you, it's really good for you, man. It's, 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 yeah, yeah it's, it's taught me a lot because I was, oh, it's an amazing tool. Well and that's, to get into it. Yeah. that's kind of why I'm trying to link these two things up because obviously sim racing, look, it's, it's not the same as the real thing, but you know, like when, when I got, got onto it, that's one of the things I was like, man, I can just like, cause you know, doesn't matter what you race, your track mm -hmm. time is relatively limited, but you can just get on there and pump out hours and hours. And yeah. it's, it's all roughly the same kind of muscle memory and what you said about the racecraft, you know, giving people yeah. room. And I know a lot of people, you know, do get on there, especially officials. Yeah. And But if you're racing in a league and you're racing the same people all the time, that it's a really, a, a really good tool, I think. Yeah. Sure. And a lot, a lot of the guys who do iRacing race, have raced with us or raced at some point race with us. So, um, Ethan, Greg, Ethan Greg Galt won the, won the, won the Nationals this year. Um, yeah, I saw that. So, so he's he uh, from TTR, I think, Trans-Tasman Racing. That's right, yeah. So he was from one of the one of the elite V8 leagues. <laughs> we'll, we'll say yeah. uh, one of them who see themselves as quite elite. Uh, Ryan O'Sullivan, Sully, who yes, has also yeah. done V8s. And, um, he was have done a couple of Aussie car races too. Yeah, so Sully, he won our track attack event up here. Uh, so, like these are guys who know how to drive on iRacing, and they're, they're just transferring it over onto onto cars. So it can yeah. definitely be done, and it's it's just great. It's, it's much more inclusive. Like the online stuff's really inclusive, and it's great because I'm like meet people like you and and yeah. Steve and all that, and we make mates, and it's great. Yeah. But to do it face to face, you know, it's a different. It's just different. It's a different level. I mean, you know this from yeah. what you've done. Yeah, yeah. And look, I, I try not to bang him on about that too much because I don't want to shit can eye racing. But you know what I mean, man. Like when you put that helmet on and pull those belts down, <laughs> there's there's nothing like it. Oh, exactly. And that's the thing as well. Like we're sitting here talking, but as soon as you put that visor down on your helmet, it's like losing fifty IQ. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's just the redness. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go out there and I'm just, I'll, I'll settle for third and then you get out there and it's no chance. It's 100 miles an hour and yeah. stupid dives and stuff. But yeah, yeah, it's, but there is absolutely a need and for iRacing and it certainly helps you so much get involved. All right, man. Well, um, this has been awesome. You've given some absolute gold advice in this and yeah. I really appreciate you, uh, yeah, hooking up with me for a chat. So if anyone actually wants to find you, um, 
I'll, I'll put because uh, your race team is how do you pronounce that? Is it Sol- Solitaire? Saltire. So the, the Scottish Saltire. It's a flag. Saltire. Yeah. Okay. So, what does that name come from? It's a, the name of the flag, the Scottish national flag. The, oh, okay. The Saltire. Um, awesome. So it's, so uh, yeah, I'll put the link anyway. Um, if anyone wants to contact you, I'll put the link in the yeah. description for your Facebook page, and they can drop you a message. But yeah, man. yeah I just wanted to say thanks, man. Really appreciate it, and we'll um, we'll jump back over to Discord, I reckon, and we'll cut a deal. What do you reckon to put an Aussie car like driver in uh, in in your second car for some practice laps? <laughs> Not a problem, mate. And like we can do a we can do one of those enduro things if you want. If you want to run enough. Yeah, enough uh, enough competitions online to to make a yeah well i'm giving away i can't say too much because i'm um, still working on a few things but i'm i'm giving away definitely more laps in the formula ford this year and i'm working on um an, another tin top um possibly well it, it like it's probably going to be laps in a uh, 86 at norwell driving school so awesome. yeah, i'm just trying to like finalize all that but yeah if we could put some xl laps because that's really something i want to do going forward is i really want to put more you know because that's the other good thing about the sim it's good at identifying talent you know and and to give people a go in a real car that's something that I, I get a real buzz out of yeah yeah and oh, like, yeah it's not an issue we'll talk about it man but uh, yeah no yeah worries. great talking to you again mate and have yeah, a nice, really appreciate it, year, mate. legend thank you cool mate take care you too. Thanks, buddy. By being a racing driver means you are racing with other people. And if you no longer go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver.